Hello and welcome to another edition of the Short Side Option Podcast. Uh, the Big 12 preview rolls on with uh, Jake Lance of the Smoking Musket. Uh, they get you taken care of with everything uh, regarding West Virginia as far as they're concerned. And with, uh, with West Virginia, much like uh, our, our uh, boys here at K-State, uh, welcoming in a new era, Dana Holgerson, off to uh, Houston. Uh, to take over the uh, head job um, with the Houston Cougars, taking over for Major Applewhites. And uh, West Virginia welcomes in Neil Brown to take over uh, for um, Dana. Be an interesting uh, first year for Neil Brown. West Virginia obviously lost a lot. Um, of course, Neil Brown's a name that may be familiar to some K-State fans. Uh, yeah, kind of during the coaching search uh, before K-State settled on Chris Kleiman, uh, Neil Brown was uh, also heavily in consideration. So uh, we'll get to see uh, those two match up on the field this year, Drew. Yeah, it'll be kind of a fun little uh, case study for K-State fans to watch, along with r- really all the new coaches in the Big 12, because with the exception of uh, KU, I-, I think the other three are starting from Maybe not even positions, uh, but in the same neighborhood, um, yeah. in that kind of second or third uh, tier of the Big 12 to see whether uh, one of these guys can differentiate themselves and kind of rise above uh, their position Yeah, or, and, or fall below. Who knows? Yeah, and it's interesting you bring up the tier thing because that's kind of how I look at uh, how the Big 12 is this year. I mean, I think you have two, t- or two tiers that are – a little bit ahead of, of kind of where the, the third tier ranks exactly. I mean, I think there's a, a little bit of a separation there. Obviously, uh, your tier one teams, Oklahoma and Texas, they definitely have college football playoff aspirations and, and Big 12 title aspirations. Then there's that kind of um, fight for third through fifth between, uh, you know, what most pundits are, are saying there is Iowa State, uh, maybe Baylor, TCU into that mix, maybe throw in a West Virginia, maybe throw in a Texas Tech, and then in, and then the rest is Tier 3. Uh, of course, KU's kind of at that bottom of Tier 3 uh, as of now, but um, you look to see what maybe Les Miles does. Maybe he can ascend them really into being in competition to escape the cellar there, uh, there in Lawrence. Yeah, and so that, this is all a long way of saying that uh, K-State fans – might be keeping their eye on Neil Brown to see, you know, maybe this is what we could have had, or, you know, I'm glad we don't have that. Uh, or it'll maybe just be kind of a, a similar uh, position for both of them. But in any event, that uh, West Virginia game in Manhattan this year will will be a fun one to watch. And that's more towards the end of this year. I don't have the schedule in front of me right yeah, now. Yeah, that's uh, November 16th. November 16th. So... Yeah, both teams will be fighting uh, for you know a bowl game appearance at that point. You would you would expect uh, you know six is the magic number, of course, and uh, West Virginia's uh, over under on the seasons at five. We'll of course get uh, Jake's prediction on that, as we have with uh, every other guest, and see uh, what he kind of thinks here about uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers in 2019 and the ushering in of the Neil Brown era at West Virginia. Take a listen. All right, we are being joined now by Jake Lance of uh, Smoking Musket, a West Virginia blog, part of the SB Nation uh, family of blogs as well. 
uh, Jake was uh, happy enough to spend some time with us, and uh, we uh, we welcome him uh, to talk a little bit about what West Virginia is going to be bringing uh, onto the gridiron here in 2019. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you doing? So it's a great day here. Well, that's uh, hopefully you're not as hot and miserable as we are here in Kansas City, but uh, you know this this year's uh, K State and West Virginia teams uh, have a little bit of uh, similarities, both breaking in new coaches, and uh, maybe expectations aren't quite exactly where uh, both uh, fan bases are used to having them at. Uh, first, I want to touch base with you, kind of on Neil Brown a little bit in terms of. Uh, you know, obviously a, a coach that K-State was after. Uh, if you kind of believe what you read, uh, it was uh, at K-State, uh, was kind of down between Chris Kleiman and Neil Brown and uh, decided to go uh, with a familiar face uh, for for, Gene, uh, for athletic director Gene Taylor and uh, going with Chris Kleiman. But uh, both guys have been on the job now for eight months. Uh, how would you say West Virginia fans have taken uh, to Neil Brown as the new head coach of West Virginia? Uh, the fans here have absolutely fallen in love with Brown. Brown is a complete 180 from the previous coach of Dana Holgerson, where Dana was kind of a brute force. I don't really care what you think of me. I'm going to do it my way and we're, we'll just get results. Brown has really embraced the culture. Um, you you kind of notice with him, he, he, he has a Southern accent, so he kind of talks like us. He he grew up in the area. He's from Kentucky, so he knows the area. He knows the fan base, um, and the fan base was was looking for a transition from Dana, and Neil was the perfect hire. In fact, I had actually, when we were discussing, hey, who might take over from Dana, because we all kind of knew that maybe a transition might be coming, Neil was at the top of my list, so I was very happy to find out that we hired him. Well, I, I think that's, that's a good point. I think K-State fans would have been very happy with him as well. Yeah, um, and, and one of the things that, that you see from Brown is on the social media, he's kind of given an insight to the football team. Uh, he actually posted, or the, the team posted the other day, the team just playing musical chairs. And, you know, the linemen are going around and the music stops, everyone's fighting over the chairs. Uh, and Brown has a, a method to his madness. He, he told the, the media that the reason he did that was to simulate halftime. So now players are, hey, we're, we're, we're not thinking football, we're, we're taking a break. How quickly can we get back into that mindset of getting into football and and t taking the plays and, and executing them in the way that we need to? So you see a lot of nuances there that show you that Brown's probably going to have a, a couple things up his sleeves. Well, a, a culture change is something that Kansas State fans are certainly familiar with uh, when it comes to Snyder and uh, new head coach Chris Kleiman. So that's a sentiment that uh, isn't totally foreign to us. Um Speaking of foreign, a new quarterback in Morgantown this year, Austin Kendall transfers in from Oklahoma. Um, obviously a guy who's been behind two uh, spectacular quarterbacks while he was in Norman. Um, didn't get a ton of play on the field uh, during his career so far, but will likely get uh, more chances this year when he takes over for the Mountaineers. Or I, I should have said the presumptive starter. Um, what do you think? Uh, first of all, do you think Austin Kendall is going to be the man this year? I do. I think overall he's he, he's he's the number one right now. Um, and we haven't seen anything in practice to show that uh, Jack Allison, who's the backup, is going to overtake the spot. I mean, it, it's kind of a, an issue of 
Allison needs to be head and shoulders better for him to win that job. And I don't think you're going to see that. Kendall brings a, a dynamic in that he's a little more mobile or he's a lot more mobile than, than Allison. So that alone helps give him the ability to buy time and make throws and make plays that Allison is going to have to just throw the ball and find the open receiver. And when those aren't there, Kendall has the ability to get outside the pocket. Well, and how do you, how do you envision uh, Austin Kendall doing um, in Neil Brown's air raid style uh, being more the mobile quarterback? Well, I think if you go back to 2016, when Dana had a mobile quarterback in Skylar Howard, you'll see a lot of that. I think the, presumption is that we might run a little bit more zone read um we've got two really good running backs so i would expect us to try and use those guys but austin i would expect us to still make the throws that you see in an air raid system you still see the timing routes you're still going to see the crossing routes and every now and then we're going to go deep um the big question is is he going to have the timing with his receivers so i expect austin to still have a very good year i would probably say three thousand yards and you know 20 touchdowns, but is he going to be that, that all world quarterback? I don't know yet, but I think with having some wheels, you're probably going to see something maybe not quite like what Sam Ellinger did over at Texas, but something similar. Well, that would uh, be a, a welcome sight for Mountaineer fans. Cause I know they are replacing uh, a ton of talent. Of course, Will Greer, uh, David Sills, Gary Jennings, uh, and then Marcus Sims transferring, uh, you know, leaves a, a lot of opportunity for some guys to step in and take on some bigger roles uh, than uh, than they had last year and, and some new faces there for West Virginia. You know, that's a lot of production to be replacing. Uh, but who do you, uh, Jake, look to uh, to see, you know, maybe where some of that production might be uh, filled in for, uh, for the Mountaineers this season on the offensive side of the ball? Well, at receiver – I think you're really going to have to look at T.J. Simmons. He's the leading returning receiver for the team. He made a big play against Tennessee where he caught a crossing route and then turned on the Jets and and ran 60-plus yards for a touchdown. Um, He's a redshirt – I believe he's a redshirt senior. He's a guy who's going to have to make some plays for us. The other ones the coaches keep talking about are Sam James and Bryce Wheaton. These are two redshirt freshmen who really have the ability to help stretch the field. And I think that's one of the things that the Mountaineers are going to need is somebody who can help open up the field for them because they have two really dynamic running backs in uh, Martel Petaway and Kennedy McCoy. So if we're able to open up the offense and open up the field with the receivers, I think you're going to see us lean on those running backs to help kind of close out games. Well, and, you know, the offense, of course, loses, uh, uh, you know, plenty of production, like I mentioned. Um, also, too, uh, a new staff uh, with Neil Brown uh, looks to replace a defense that uh, also has, has lost quite a few players, uh, especially at the uh, at the safety position here as of a little bit more recently with, uh, you know, several players transferring out. Uh, when we look on the defensive side of the ball, uh, as it's uh, the head or the defensive coordinator now for the Mountaineers is uh, Vic uh, Coning, who was at uh, Kansas State uh, back in 2009. Uh, what do you see uh, for the Mountaineers on the defensive side of the ball this year? Uh, it'll be interesting for the Mountaineers on the defensive side. Vic Coning is supposed to run more of a 4-2-5, where 
the previous years they've been under Tony Gibson, who was running that three three five. You know, the question there becomes: Are we really going to have a fourth guy who puts his hand in the dirt and and rushes the quarterback, or are we going to have somebody like a linebacker who comes down and who just creates that fourth guy on the line? Um, from what we've seen in practice and what we're hearing, it's kind of a mix. There will be times where it's a three three five, times where it's actually a four two five. Um, so I'm hoping what we're going to see is a little more pass rush. You know, Tony Gibson liked to make his name, made his name on uh, rushing the quarterback and bringing a bunch of blitzes. But over the last few years, that seemed to wane and we didn't seem to rush the quarterback as much. You'd like to see a defensive coordinator who has the ability to generate pressure without needing to bring six, without needing to bring the house. And I'm hoping that that's what Coney can do because he has a defensive line that has some experience in Reese Donahue and the Stills brothers. So if he's able to generate some pressure with his defensive line, I'm hoping we're going to see a little bit more production on that side. Uh, we're here with uh, Jake Lance of uh, the Smoking Musket. Uh, you can find all of his work uh, there. Uh, Jake, we have a little segment we call uh, Three and Out uh, here. Uh, three final questions uh, before we let you go. Um, I know you mentioned a number for Austin Kendall. I had written down 25 and a half uh, TD passes for him this year. Uh, do you think the over or the under is the better play there? I think the under. I think, honestly, if the team's going to be successful, they're going to run the ball. So I think what you're going to see is a lot of times they're going to get down towards the end zone and hand it off. He might have 20, he might have like seven or eight rushing touchdowns. I don't think he has 25 passing. I'd go more to 20. Okay. Um, a lot of K-State fans uh, are, are really looking at the K-State-West Virginia game uh, this year, kind of towards the end of the season, as a, as a really an interesting game uh, due to, of course, the fact uh, that K-State uh, did have interest in Neil Brown uh, to take over for Bill Snyder. And uh, that'll be a really kind of an interesting uh, litmus test here, uh, just kind of seeing those two candidates face off on, a, on an annual basis. Uh, my question for you is, uh, in four in in five years, uh, which coach will have uh, more wins at his uh, respective university? Chris Kleiman at K State or uh, Neil Brown at West Virginia? I'm gonna be a homer here, and I'm gonna say Neil Brown over here at West Virginia. I think Brown is doing a really good job. I think we're probably gonna have a little bit better year than K State. You know, I know K State in Kansas. Uh, you know, I, I think they're probably the the ten nine teams in, in the Big Twelve. I've got West Virginia closer to 6'7", um, and I think that leg up may just help Brown. Um, Bill Snyder was a fantastic coach, and I was always amazed at what he was able to do with the talent he got. But I do think you're going to see Brown's probably got a little bit of head start in the talent department right now, and I think that may translate to a few more wins over five years. All right, Jake, and the final question we have for you, we've asked this to, uh, to every uh, contributor we've had on so far here uh, to preview uh, their uh, respective team. Uh, the season win total for uh, West Virginia, I'm seeing it at five wins. Uh, judging by where you have them uh, pegged in the Big 12, it sounds like you're going uh, over on that. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that they're going to make a bowl this year. I think they surprise. You know, the non-conference slate, I can see them getting two. I think they get a win at Kansas. That gives them three. I think they can beat both Texas Tech and K-State, so that gives them five. And then they really just need to pull off a win in this murderous October schedule and to be honest, Texas loses a lot of people. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if that becomes a 
you know, 17, 14 games, something that's not really pretty, and West Virginia kind of ekes one out. So I'm going six right now and saying we make a bowl. All right. Well, that's, uh, that is a uh, interesting prediction here. I mean, I, I really do like uh, West Virginia. I, I love the hire of Neil Brown, and West Virginia is always a tough place to play for opponents. And uh, getting Texas uh, early in on in the season uh, would, be an, would be a great uh, – be a great win for West Virginia if they could get that one and get some momentum going on here in uh, in Neil Brown's first season at the helm uh, for the Mountaineers. Uh, Jake, that's all we've got for you here. Thank you so much for the time, and uh, we'll be sure to keep in touch throughout the season. I appreciate it, Chris. It was fun. All right, that was uh, Jake Lance of Smoking Musket. Uh, be sure to visit Smoking Musket for all of your uh, West Virginia needs. Uh, they do a great job covering uh, them over there. Dealey, what do we have to think about kind of uh, without uh, going too far in depth here as we'll, you know, of course, make our official predictions here a little bit later on. But uh, what, what do you make of the Mountaineers here as uh, 2019 season here rapidly approaches? I think that it's it's a rebuilding year at Morgantown. I mean, they did lose. You, I mean, as you, we mentioned, they, they lost a ton. Well, and compared to this time last year where expectations were sky high, I mean, they were absolutely in the mix for uh thought to be in the mix for a big 12 championship uh preseason will greer had heisman uh discussions in the preseason and uh fell a little short of those expectations but they were there right there all the way to the end pretty yeah well. i mean nothing a season that uh you can't be too disappointed with in morgantown uh but this year given all the uh the losses the coaching transition I don't think anybody would shame Neil Brown for winning five, six games this year. Um, and so it's kind of a comfortable opportunity for him, uh, kind of a little bit of a honeymoon period uh, for Neil Brown out in Morgantown. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think highly of Neil Brown as a coach. Um, think that he did a, you know, a pretty nice job there at Troy. Would have oh, he did a great job at Troy. Would have been very happy with him at K-State. Um the one thing that I'm interested in, I would like to get your thoughts on uh, on on this one, D. Louis, is what what do you make of kind of what uh, I know I asked uh, Jake there, and he he thinks that uh, Neil Brown's going to work out pretty well at, at West Virginia from uh, his his prognosis there. What, what's your take on kind of the fit there for for Neil Brown at West Virginia? Oh, I think it's a natural fit, really. I mean, you come from that. Holgerson style offense where he's of course a yes yeah, stylistically leech, there's a not leech a family yeah. guy and you have Brown who's an air raid guy I mean I think it's a natural fit um, in terms of uh, identity it's not like you know when Bill Callahan took over Nebraska and sure. he was trying to completely change um, going you know, from going a power from running style the to power a, option yeah. to uh, the West Coast uh, so it's it's a natural fit for him, um, and I think he'll be successful there. I mean, I think that uh, I, I think that the future is bright in Morgantown just because I have a lot of confidence in Neil Brown as coach. Yep, I, I think that's well. I I can't really disagree with that. Uh, it will, like I said, there will be lots of uh, there will be lots of comparison, of course, uh, from K State fans in regards to that, but. Uh, you know, I think both hires uh, ultimately can work out just because Neil Brown works out at West Virginia and doesn't necessarily mean that's a guy K-State should have hired and, you know, vice versa necessarily if it, if it doesn't work out. So Sure, I mean, if Kleiman can come in here and get K-State headed in the right direction, in, in that same respect, I think, I mean, 
I think a lot of what I said about West Virginia can be said about K-State, I, too. I, I mean, agree. going from, I wouldn't call what K-State ran necessarily. I think the offenses are different. I mean, there are certain nuances, but a lot of the same concepts that feature power running game, and I imagine we'll see... Um, I don't think it'll be as quarterback-focused as it was under Snyder, but I think that a lot of the same concepts exist, and I think that in that respect, that uh, stylistically, that it's a natural position for climbing to. Okay, so I'm going to ask you for a little prediction, but don't. Don't spoil it for you know our our, our granddaddy here of the uh, the Big Twelve preview here on the short side option where we make our picks at the end. But uh, I did ask in five years who won more games at the respective university, Chris Kleiman or Neil Brown. I'm just going to ask you to go one year. Who's going to have more wins this year, K State or, or West Virginia? I think I think K State wins more this year. Okay. Does, does that mean West Virginia wins 11 games and K-State wins 12 games? Well, folks, you're going to have to listen to short side option. Hey, and, maybe uh, the, uh, 10 wins. Maybe t- hey, that's my line, man. Yeah. Come on, what are you doing there? Uh, but, yeah, that'll be interesting to follow uh, West Virginia. Of course, a team that is uh, losing quite a bit, and uh, we, we kind of covered that. A uh, lot of offensive production being left, uh, having gone to the NFL. And uh, some defensive uh, openings there that will have to be addressed by Neil Brown and his staff at West Virginia. So that will do it here for the West Virginia preview uh, on the Big 12 uh, on the Big 12 preview of the short side option here. Uh, up next, we will have Texas Tech and Seth Jungman. We look forward to uh, bringing you that and uh, keep it tuned here to the short side option podcast as the tour through the Big 12 continues to roll on.